Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Good morning, listeners. This is Ed Cheney with the CBD Ed Show. Uh, so I'm here with Ryan Treasure, who is my guest on today's show, and we will be talking about how cancer and CBD are used during treatments. Um, so uh, I, I uh, also am a CEO of Canafil, so you can find out more information on our website. That's canafil.com. It's C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. You can also visit our social media. That's Twitter forward slash Canafil and Facebook forward slash Canafil. So we're here on Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, again, I'm here with Ryan Treasure. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's great to be here with you. I'm really glad to have you here. Ryan, you and I, we're going to kind of discuss how cancer patients are currently using CBD. Yeah, and I think uh, what, a, what a great time to talk about that, too, with it being October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, I was watching the uh, Thursday night football game last night, and I noticed that uh, all the guys had their pink ribbons on their helmets and all that, so they're, they're out there supporting breast cancer awareness, too, so it's always good. Yes, yeah, so we were also participating uh, from a support place, and yeah, pink is everywhere right now. And I'm really glad there's a lot of attention to this area. Yeah, uh, it certainly it certainly is needed, uh, especially for the research to be done. Um, what we find is that a lot of people are looking at CBD in two very specific areas. One is uh, as kind of a complement to the therapy for C- or for uh, cancer, and the other one is there's a pretty extensive and ongoing research regarding how cannabinoids have an impact on cancer itself. So that's pretty much where we're going to start today is talk about, you know, what, 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 how are people using CBD uh, when, they, uh, when, they're, when they're involved in breast cancer treatments? So, and I think we first need to understand what are the most popular benefits of CBD because I think without understanding that, we can't get to the next spot. So the most common uses for CBD today are for pain management, mm-hmm. sleep and anxiety. And I think it's also important to know that CBD, its function is to go inside of the body and and activate receptors, the, the receptors that are already in your body. So once these receptors are activated, then they do what they're supposed to do. So I want to get that perfectly clear to everyone so that, you know, this is not like a normal, a normal uh, medication that goes in and fixes something right away. So I, you know, so how how are people using CBD today uh, during cancer treatments therapies? And this is what we discovered. So when you're going through some of these therapies, the things that you get hit with are, one, your appetite goes away. Yeah, and a lot of that probably stems from radiation, chemotherapy, all those uh, intense chemicals that they, they pump in your body when they do those treatments. Yes, and, and Ryan, you're right there, and I'm not seeing a single person that did not experience that when they went through their treatment. Yeah. Now, and, and the onset is, is that the further that goes along, the, the smaller your body and the less efficient it becomes, it, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Now, and I've watched, you know, they want to eat, they just can't. 
you know, well, people will use CBD because it does improve their appetite. Now, there's a key to this, though, Ryan, I've got to tell you. It has to be full spectrum. Why? It's the THC cannabinoid that has the impact there. Yeah, is that just from the, from the appetite side? Just from the appetite side. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of important. If you go with just a product that has CBD only and it says THC-free on it, it's not likely going to help with that very the specific appetite portion. Correct. Yeah. Now, when I talk about having CB, uh, a CBD complemented with THC, I am not talking about anything that would cause any kind of psychoactive effect. No highs, none of that. Uh, to be more specific, it's below 0.03%, and it exclusively comes from the hemp plant. Yeah, and those ones that are uh, in that percentage range are something that can freely be purchased, you know, without a medical card or in, in any of those states that may not have a medical system for, for THC-based stuff. That, that makes it legal if it's under that percentage, right? That is correct, Ryan. You're absolutely correct. Back in 2018, they descheduled this. So it is no longer on the drug schedule list anymore. So, so that's, that's, that's one thing we absolutely do know. The other one, sleep. Again, you are stressed out going through this therapy. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, physically, all of those. Those cannabinoids in a CBD product uh, literally will suppress those problems and allow you to get a good night's sleep. Now, why is a good night's sleep important? That's where you heal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think every good day begins with a good night's sleep. <laughs> I, you know, you are so correct, re- regardless of the ailment. But I think it's super important for uh, cancer patients going through therapy that they can get that, that, those nights of sleep where they can continue the healing process where the treatment started. Yeah, and I know, too, a lot of those treatments... Um and medications that they put you on when you're going through some of those treatments actually inhibit your ability to sleep. So having something to kind of be able to turn that in a 360 so you can take a nap and get some rest or get a good night's sleep is, I think, extremely important. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I, I have kind of experience here, and I've watched very close loved ones of mine go through this, and I've watched both of those scenarios, the loss of appetite and mm-hmm. the re- reduction of weight, I watched that go, you know, take place over a three or four month period, and I just saw their potential for healing decline rapidly. Um, same with the sleep. You, yeah. you could just see it in their face. And so I, I really do recommend that you look into this for those two particular issues that occur when you are going through cancer treatment. Um, and it is the last thing that we... want to recommend here or or what we see cancer patients are using during therapy is a CBD product for pain. Yeah. All right. The uh, the chemo is not the only treatment. There is radiation. (laughs) There's all different types and forms of uh, treatments out there. And I mean, thank goodness they have a variety. Uh, but some of them can lead to pain. Yeah, and if you think about the alternatives, too, when you're going through those cancer treatments, a lot of times uh, doctors will prescribe an opioid, right, to help the patient with their pain, um, which can inhibit sleep, which can inhibit appetite on its own. I see. So I think... uh, I think having that ability to to supplement with something that's an all natural product um, that it interacts properly with your endocannabinoid system. Well done. Right, uh, is is important. I mean, you you got to be able to eat. You got to be able to sleep. And you know, you're already getting pumped full of all kinds of drugs. So why take more? Right. 
Right. And, and you know, Ryan, and, and put all three of these together while you're going through a cancer treatment. So you are already depressed because you have this serious disease. Yeah. And then you add on top of that the, not, the ability, inability to fall asleep or get good night's sleep. You add to that your, your loss of weight due to a reduced appetite. And you see yourself in the mirror. Now you're, that's contributing. And then pain steps in. And oh, yeah. It is just a wreck. Now, as, I, as we go through some of this research in our next segment, uh, things will come up uh, like which products are best to be used when you are in cancer therapy. And I think the most obvious thing that's going to be shown today is that a full-spectrum CBD product, meaning it has more than just CBD in it, it'll have other cannabinoids in it as well, is probably the key to a successful complement to a, to a cancer therapy. And I got a question for you. When, um, when you talk about cancer and people going through those treatments, you think about, you know, they have their uh, primary care physicians and their doctors that are helping to, you know, uh, put them through these different treatments and such. How does the standard traditional doctor, how have you seen them react to like CBD treatments that are, you know, not necessarily, you know, like the doctor doesn't necessarily say, Hey, let, let's, let's get you on some CBD, but the patient and the patient's family are like, so we're going to try this out. We've been going through this for a long time. We need something different. How, how do doctors in the, in the traditional medical sense react to uh, patients who want to use CBD? Yeah. So, and that question is on everybody's mind. Yeah. And uh, I have some firsthand experience and I also have a lot of knowledge on, uh, my review of this situation, and here's what I understand. Before it was descheduled in 2018, hey, this product, even though it was hemp-derived and the THC was super low, was still scheduled uh, right. as a drug by DEA, thereby having people research it uh, was nearly impossible. All right, so the doctors can't really, could not really get involved in recommending it, suggesting or doing any research on it. Now, since 2018, here's what I'm starting to see. Once it got descheduled, the doctors are becoming more and more confident in its ability to complement Mm-hmm. some of their traditional treatments. That's what I'm seeing. The more, the further we get past that, it was October uh, 2018, the further we get past it, the more I'm hearing doctors speak about it, even carry it in some points, but certainly they are understanding and they can have conversations with their patients. Yeah, when you talk about carrying it, I had gone to the chiropractor a couple of weeks ago, I believe, and uh, my chiropractor had CBD products in his office that he, uh, that he was selling, uh, which I thought was really interesting because uh, you know I've been going to the same chiropractor for a long time and he had never really had any products in his store. It was just come in, get your adjustment, you know, have a conversation about you know how much stretching are you doing, do some more exercise, that kind of stuff and uh, now he's got a whole line of CBD products that are in there which I thought was really really cool yes I I think it is good too and the last chiropractor that I spoke with uh, Dr. Evan Price uh, he uh, he shared something I thought was pretty innovative and that he uses a uh, he uses a uh, a massage oil or a uh, a lotion topical that is infused with CBD because it helps his patients with with the uh, pain afterwards uh, oh. He also is very aware that it reduces inflammation, so it aids in his technique as well. So I, I was happy to see that. That's the, awesome. Yeah, that the uh, those chiropractors got on board with that. 
Um, so for, for trends in the medical community, I think uh, what happened is, is so they're becoming more free and confident about recommending it or talking about it. But I also think the most important thing is the research community was given an open door to start studying it. And all the research documents are starting to come out. I think this, this, this will take a couple of years for it to get into mainstream, but yeah. I think this is what we should expect. Yeah, I, I like the fact that people are finally able to you know, get in the lab right, and, and do some experiments and some testing and actually see you know, what the extent of CBD delivery in the body can do for people in in many in many forms and i think another thing that's really cool about being able to do research then it also means that they can refine delivery mechanisms too uh, and i think that's an important thing when you talk about trends in the medical community you have you know uh, uh medicine over time has changed too you, you know like uh, used to be you know amoxicillin came in a big giant pill and now you can get it in a liquid form that tastes like bubble gum uh and so i i see that happening kind of with cbd too right the the delivery mechanism of how you can ingest it or whatever will probably uh, be upgraded over time too. Yeah, and it sure will. And I, you know, it's kind of interesting. The last time I sat in front of a panel of uh, physicians and and research specialists, the amount of excitement that I saw when they spoke of their yeah. their current projects was very exciting. And that was that was, you know, it started easily a year ago. And so yeah, it is. It is. It's going to become. Uh, it's going to become something you're going to see quite often. As a matter of fact, uh, anything that we share today uh, is really easy to uh, find on Google Scholar. Uh, which, hey, by the way, if you're going to look into the research of CBD before you talk to your primary physician or your your oncologist, I would suggest that would be the place to go. Is go to Google Scholar. Um, well, and you guys on your website too. You guys have a pretty extensive blog with a bunch of articles and different things too, where you guys kind of have a, a knowledge base on your own website too. We do, and uh, Ryan, you actually can find today's uh, a paper written up on uh, this topic specifically, cancer and, and its relationship to CBD, uh, with all the links to to uh, some of the research that we'll be talking about today in our next segment. Cancer so, is. Uh, it's a killer, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. I did an interview, uh, you know, with a guy yesterday who was a heart specialist and, you know, he was talking to me about, you know, different things that he's dealing with, with patients that have heart disease and diabetes and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I mentioned CBD to him during that interview and uh, he was excited, like you were saying, uh, you know, medical doctor who's all about the heart. He was talking about using CBD to uh, reduce inflammation in the heart for patients that have swollen hearts or having, um, you know, those types of things. Uh, or, or even the possibilities of using it during open heart surgery, because I guess when you when you when you cut somebody open and their heart's exposed, it exp- it, it kind of expands, and yeah. so maybe able to keep it in a proper place. But I, I thought it was just interesting that you know a standard medical doctor who's all about cardiology was excited about CBD. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen a lot of that too, Ryan. And I think what uh, what your what the listeners should expect from me is that um, this is a very this is a very important topic to me. And uh, I, I plan on being a servant to our listeners to go out there and unclutter the chaos about CBD and its uses yeah. and deliver that to our audience. So, you know, feel free, uh, listeners, to reach out to me with your questions about CBD, uh, and you will find I'll be very receptive in answering them. Uh, it is right now 
it's it's in the process. This is the CBD market is in the process of being regulated. Yeah. And but it, let's just say it like it is. It is currently not regulated. So what you're hearing is the opinion of people that may have an agenda by their product and so forth and so on. So um, I think it's important to have somebody uh, like myself on this show to help navigate through some of that chaos for you yeah. uh, and do it in a very unbiased way. Yeah, and I think uh, you you definitely brought together a good point. The the industry for CBD is, you know, kind of like a, a new industry. It's budding, it's blossoming, it's growing, it's unregulated. It's very similar to the Wild West in some cases where, you know, there's, there's not any regulation, but... Um, it's definitely it's definitely a growing trend and you got to have somebody to be able to bounce some questions off of and ask some things because you know when I when I brought up CBD to my grandmother you know uh, a year or so ago uh, she immediately attributed CBD to the use of marijuana right right and so I think that's a, one of the biggest misconceptions of uh, CBD is people just are thinking like oh I'm gonna get high or any you know that kind of stuff it's stuck listening to Led Zeppelin all day long <laughs> Yes, very common. And I ran into the same thing with my mother. Oh, my goodness. Did I work hard and for months to get here to consider this? And the response was exactly the way you said. So, well, listen, Ryan, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to review some of the research documents uh, that are out there. And these are, I I won't do anything but peer-reviewed research papers. Uh, But we're going to go over some of those when we come back. And... um, Yeah, stay tuned. You're going to find that very, very interesting. And this is Ed with the CBD Ed Show with my guest, Ryan Treasure. And we'll see you in just a few. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome. This is Ed Cheney with the CBD Ed Show. I'm here with Ryan Treasure, my co-host. Today we are talking about CBD and breast cancer. And being that this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, this is a very dear topic uh, to us and our entire community. Um, I want you to know you can find more information on our website. That's www.canafil.com. Canafil is C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, let's go back into our discussion about CBD and breast cancer research. Uh, so I had a chance to compile some research and kind of sift through it and only present the things I think were valuable for our listeners. Now, know this, you'll be able to go onto our website and find uh, this topic listed in our blogs, and I'll have all the links uh, to all these research papers. So, you know, you can do your own research as well. Uh, I can, as I have said before, it's, it's, I think it's very important that when you go do research online about things like this, uh, Google Scholar is a good choice. So, Ryan, uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, what cancer research is out there as it relates to breast cancer. Uh, so, I've got a couple of good topics that will start this conversation. It's interesting that that some of these research documents that uh, that we'll be referencing today go all the way back to 1998. I know there are more. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a lot more back then uh, than there even was over the last five years or so. I'd hate to think there's some politics in that, but let's just say that was a trend I saw. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. There's probably some politics wrapped around that, and uh, there's probably some studies too that are uh, from other countries that were not done in the U.S. that probably have some value as well that we don't know about. Uh, you know, probably some places like Amsterdam where you know marijuana and all that's been legal for quite some time. Yep. Uh, so there's there's been some work done. It just hasn't been as widely publicized. I don't think as it as it should have been. You you are correct and when I look back most of the studies are abroad now over the last year there has been a big uptick in research so when you go to school Google Scholar you'll start seeing that um, so let's let's talk about a few of these so uh, so American Cancer Society back in March of 2017 wrote this marijuana and cancer scientists reported that THC and other cannabinoids such as CBD slow growth and or cause death in certain types of cancer cells growing in lab dishes some animal studies suggest certain cannabinoids may slow growth and reduce the spread of some forms of cancer again this came from the American Cancer Society and was uh, was put out in March of 2017 now this is not an unusual thing and most of uh, the research that is currently out there is suggesting this and at this point you know that's all I can say is I'm bringing you the information uh, for you to go and, and decide what you want to do with it. But uh, I do have some personal experience in discussions uh, with doctors that this is a pretty hot topic. Yeah, I'm sure that it is a hot topic. I mean, uh, cancer is uh, one of those kind of unexplained things that we've been 
you know, as, as a society, as human beings have been trying to, you know, figure out for a long time, like yeah. what causes it, where does it come from? How can we cure it? How do we fight it? You know, all those things. And it's uh, 2019 and we're still zapping people with radiation. Right. right. <laughs> so and if you think through this, uh, the current treatment for cancer, all that, I, I'm super glad it's around. Uh, because there is a, a fairly good survivability mm-hmm. rate, uh, but it is painful to go through. It's painful to watch, yeah, and yeah. to see something else come out uh, in, in our in our community that can help alleviate some of that, or even mm-hmm. one day treat it, is something spectacular, and it has all of my attention. Um, and, and when I see people like the cancer, uh, the cancer American Cancer Society talking about it, it does give me a lot more faith. Yeah. yeah. And again, their hands were tied uh, to be able to do a whole lot of research. I would expect that they are doing a grand job with it right now. Yeah, and uh, the uh, American Cancer Society is the the one who puts on the uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's kind of their thing uh, for October, and uh, it's it's good because it 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 brings a highlight right to to those. I had talked about the football earlier today, but you know when when you have a a, a group like the American Cancer Society really getting behind awareness, you know awareness creates um, you know almost like disruption, right? People. Start Start getting aware they start wanting to know more and asking questions and you know that leads uh, people to doing more studies and and that yeah. type of thing so we can have more data right and uh, you know what let me I'll, I'll be able to share with you what I believe is the trend that's showing up in the research the trend that's showing up seems to be about the replication of the cell mm-hmm. and the the cause of the cell dying in other words they want to speed that up Okay, so when you hear people talking about a certain cannabinoid will destroy a cell, they're implying, they're talking about the killing of that, that cell going away when it's supposed to go away. Instead, it replicates and it replicates as a a mutated form. So here is another study uh, that I want to share that talks to that point. Um, It talks about the cannabinoid CBN. So what, what is CBN? So, well, well the, the, the hemp plant, and, and lots of plants will have multiple cannabinoids in it. The one we're hearing the most about is CBD. You also know THC. Mm-hmm. CBN is another cannabinoid found in the hemp plant. And here's the interesting thing. If you buy a full-spectrum product, okay, not an isolate, not a THC-free. THC-free implies it is not a full-spectrum you will get CBN in your product, meaning thereby it goes into your body as well. So here's, here's what I pulled out of this research document for you. By the way, these research documents are pages and pages <laughs> and very difficult to read. Uh, so I feel like I'm being very helpful well, you, by trying to you, summarize. You've read them all, right? I have. And I'm <laughs> telling you, I was quite dizzy. Uh, right. It, it, it's a challenge to read through them. It really is. Yeah. How do you, I think that's the challenging thing for a lot of, um, you know, just everyday people. When you, when you want to find out more about certain products and you start reading, you know, white papers and research on them and they're all done by, you know, you know, doctors and physicists and, you know, these really smart people, how do you navigate the terminologies, you know? uh, And I think that's a, that's, what's cool about having the show and, and, and having you uh, host the show because, 
you've gone through all that already and you can paraphrase some of that information so that way I don't have to go and, you know, learn an entire new dictionary of words in order to understand the state of CBD and what's happening at the cancer patients and, and everything else. Yes, and you are correct. And I do have some tips because really at the end of the day, I want to earn listeners' trust. Uh, but until then, I will deliver it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll shorten it up and I'll give it to you in, in something that you can digest. But to answer your question, Ryan, uh, uh, and the techniques that I use is when I go to a word that I do not understand, it's got a medical technology or tech to it, uh, I just simply copy it and throw it into Google Scholar, yeah. and I completely understand that word. Now, some of these white papers, <laughs> I literally have to do for each paragraph. I'll have done that 20, 30 times. <laughs> it, it's sad. How, Thank, how, <laughs> thanks for the Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so for you listeners, uh, uh, Ryan brings up a great question, and that's a neat technique. So if you go to some of these research documents, listen, be prepared to spend a little extra time if you really want to understand them. You copy and paste that word into Google or Google Scholar, and you will get the answer that you need so that you can continue on to the next statement. Uh, and, and it is pretty important to be able to do that. Uh, again, or listen in to the CBD Ed Show, and I'll help you get through it as well. So this is what they say about CBN. By the way, this was presented at the World Congress of Cancer Research August of last year. So this is fairly recent, where they suggested that CBD, its entrance into the cell ma- membrane, its effect on the cannabinoid receptors and the inhibition of the enzyme added adenylate and cyclase that is responsible for phosphate production, which is responsible for cell replication. All right, before I go too far with that, uh, let let me tell you what they're trying to say. They are suggesting that CBD has the ability to reduce this enzyme that is responsible for cell replication. So when cancer shows up, the big problem with it is it has no ability to stop replicating. Yeah. So there is a there is a node in the in the uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, DNA sequence that once that thing goes away, it has no reason to check itself for mutation. Thereby, it can just keep replicating as a mutated cell, and then it metastasizes and moves to other places. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so our conversation with this guy is is they they're they're finding that this enzyme is being removed uh, that creates this phosphate that is responsible for cell replication. So the last piece for this is these. Two, so this is how they uh, summarize this research paper. These two research doctors showed that the administration of CB of CBN can slow cell replication and endure cell death. And again, what they mean by endure cell death is let that cell die, let it go away. Don't keep don't keep it. Don't keep reproducing it. So I have a question in that one. So um, if you have cancer uh, cancer cell A, right, that, that that's there, and then the big problem with cancer is once the cell makes itself makes itself known, then it grows and it it, it replicates. Um, if you're able to stop it from replicating, does the cell just kind of have like its own half-life or something like that where it will die on its own? Or will that one single cell stay? No, it, it, it has the ability to die on its own. I can't tell you what the time frame is on <laughs> right. that, but it does. It was engineered to do that. Do all of them die 
I mean, like, I guess that's what happens with cells. Or they have a lifespan. Like, that's why we die as human beings, right? Because over time, we... We need to. Or we have no standing room right about now. Uh, yes, it's my understanding. And again, I'm not a research uh, scientist or anything, but it's my understanding uh, from my knowledge base uh, that the cells are all engineered okay. uh, to, to with their demise in mind because they have to. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's what you meant about the like the DNA sequence, right? Is that's kind of like pre-coded into the cell when it's created. It is. It is. Yes. Um, there's another few documents that I decided instead of reading each one of them, I would just pick some pieces out. Uh, they're all very specifically targeted at breast cancer, which I know our listeners might find this even more helpful. And again, all these documents will easily be found by going to our website at canafil.com or doing your own searches uh, on Google Scholar. Um, I have one here from, uh, from, uh, I'm sorry, from the, uh, the, uh, the New Hope, uh, the, the title of the research paper is A New Hope for Breast Cancer Therapy. This was a university in Madrid, Spain. Yeah, this back is probably in 2012. A good one. So again, you know, coming outside of this country, it's a little easier to do studies, and a lot of our older studies are coming from abroad. Uh, and and this document, they suggested that this review summarizes our current knowledge on the anti-tumor potential of cannabinoids in breast cancer which suggests that cannabinoid-based medicines may be useful for the treatment of most breast tumor subtypes. Wow. Listen. That's huge. I think that's a big deal. Um, And I think this is the kind of stuff our current research community is going to start uh, putting out to us over the next two years. Uh, I thought that was a pretty important uh, thing to surface up. And again, the title of that research paper was uh, Cannabinoids, A New Hope for Breast Cancer Therapy. We also have uh, another one from the, uh, this is titled, Cannabinoid Receptors Inhibit Tumor Growth and Metastasis of Breast Cancer. This came from the Department of Pathology from the Ohio State University back in November. I like how you said the Ohio State, too, because that's exactly how somebody who likes Ohio State would say that, the Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) And I am a big fan of them, too, football. Anyway, November 2009 was when this document was given. That's a a 10-year-old study. I know. I know. Again, bothers me. Don't know if there's a political environment around this, but yes, 10-year-old study. This study had an interesting outcome. Cannabinoids have been reported to possess anti-tumoral genetic activity. So again, going after the the tumors uh, which are penetrating that cell membrane and stopping their reproduction. Uh, So back in 2009, and then we have another Cannabinoids inhibit human breast cancer cell proliferation. This is from the National Academy of Science back in 1998. It's 21 years old. <laughs> oh my goodness! And they stated in their summary of their abstract that CB1 cannabinoid receptors. Here we report that the indigenous cannabinoid potentially and selectively inhibits the proliferation of human breast cancer cells in vitro. All right. Again, I, I could read these things. Uh, one glance by Ryan, and I'm pretty sure he's going to agree. That he gets really dizzy just trying to go through them all. <laughs> yeah, these um, these research papers are, 
you know, not a paragraph. It's uh, this know, was twelve pages. Yeah, it's uh, like a book. Twelve pages, and I'd like to say, uh, you know, three hundred three hundred words per page <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in, in tiny print. <laughs> All right. So, so there's a lot of research coming our way. Doctors are okay to have conversations about this these days. Two years ago, I would ask somebody to go speak with their primary care physician, and they would not respond at all. They would respond with, I don't know, I'm not sure, I can't talk about it. So I actually changed doctors because of this topic. You did? Uh, yeah, I had a doctor, and uh, you know, I, I have my medical card here in Arizona. And I didn't tell my doctor that I had my card because they're all kind of weird about it and stuff like that. And I had mentioned to my doctor, I said, you know, uh, this thing that's going on with my back, what if I tried, you know, some THC or some CBD or something like that? And my doctor literally says, if you do that, I won't be your doctor. (gasps) And I went, oh, really? All right. And then I walked out of that doctor's visit and I immediately went into my, you know, logged into my insurance, uh, their database of doctors and went and found a new one. And when I went there, you know, that you got to pay for your, you know, you you pay your copay to establish your primary care. And uh, I was like an interview. I interviewed him, you know, and I asked him a whole bunch of questions. And that was one of the leading questions is how does he feel about this? And, you know, he goes, oh, I'm all about any kind of natural, you know, things that anybody can do to to not take up too many prescriptions this kind of stuff and so then that's when i ended up moving doctors because my other doctor told me they wouldn't be my doctor yeah and you know i'm not necessarily pointing any fingers at the uh the medical community either they were bound by other issues this was a scheduled drug i I completely understand them and and you know what they're tasked with uh, helping us out so they can't be lax about that either and this was very unknown back in the day but i'm really glad they're getting on board i really am yeah, I just wish some doctors would always remember that they call it the practice of medicine and not the fact of medicine because everything kind of in, in, uh, interacts with other people differently. Yes. Uh, and so they got to be a little more open-minded in some respects. And I do like the fact that uh, the medical community is starting to uh, be more receptive to these types of treatments, especially with breast cancer and you know some of the heavier uh, things that people go through. Yeah. So I'd like to make a suggestion here. Do some homework. Uh, talk with uh, with others, review research documents, listen to this show, go to my website, understand some of the things that we've found uh, for you, and then have a conversation with your doctors, your primary care physician, your oncologist. Uh, have those conversations because they're okay to have them now. All right, so um, let's uh, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to me, and that is for cancer patients... What about the loved ones? So when we come back, that's what we're going to do. Again, so remember, I'd love to take some questions. You can get questions to me by using my email. That's going to be info at canafil.com. You can also go to our website, canafil.com. Our social medias are Twitter and, and uh, Facebook. Uh, feel free to submit questions there. And then we're going to take a quick break and come right back. And let's, let's talk about our loved ones. Let's do it. All right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. 
We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Accidents, injuries, hazards of all kinds. It seems like everything you do has something dangerous attached to it. Everyday safety is important to us all. Yet where can you get the information you need to prevent injuries and accidents? Tune in for Todd Murray and his program, Safety is Your First Choice. From safety in the home to the car in your workplace, as well as anywhere that you need to be prepared, he'll cover a range of topics. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to the cbd ed show if you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program please send an email to info at canafil.com that's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ed Cheney with the CBD Ed Show. I am here with Ryan Treasure, and we are on Voice America Variety Channel. Now, today we are talking about CBD and breast cancer. Uh, please let me remind you again, my purpose really is to be servant to you. Uh, this is a this is a topic that's very near and dear to me, and I'd like to get through uh, some of the clutter uh, and share and help you guys to make better choices uh, when it comes to your treatment in this area. Uh, it's common that CBD is a complement to current cancer therapies, uh, so it definitely is worth a look. Now, in this segment, uh, we are going to talk about. The one thing that's commonly overlooked is it's about what about our loved ones? What about the people that are near and dear and close to those members, those family members, those loved ones that have cancer, going through cancer treatments and therapies? Um, again, they're, con- they're, they're commonly overlooked. And you know what? To be honest, they are standing strong and bold uh, just so they become uh, that support per, uh, person for their loved ones. So let's give them some credit and let's talk about them because nobody else is. Yeah, I think everybody needs to have a support system in place, especially when you're going through something as um, as, as crazy as like cancer treatment and stuff like that. And I do think oftentimes the support system and the people that are kind of in the background are a little bit overlooked. I totally agree with you on that. And, you know, um, 
I think both of us have had experiences in that realm as well where, you know, you I've had to be a support system before. Yeah. Um, I know my my wife had to be a support system before her her grandmother had breast cancer. And uh you know, back when they were dealing with that, there there wasn't the uh, you know, CBD and you know, those uh uh, weren't as prolific as they are today, though they weren't options then. One you know. treatment fits all. Right. That was like, I, I don't know, it was probably the late 80s, early 90s that that happened to, to her grandmother. And, uh, you know, luckily she came out of the other end of it okay. And, uh, you know, her survivability was great and she ended up uh, still living a full life. But, man, I think the process for her would have been better had she had CBD. But, you know, you have all of these loved ones you know uh the 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 moms the dads the kids and everybody around that are kind of dealing with cancer as well right and 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 i think those that those people that are around the loved one with cancer they kind of fall in two groups you and i fall into that strong supporter group we would never bring attention to ourselves we are there Mm -hmm. to support them um and the other ones the other group you know, they're kind of a depressed group. They withdraw. They're like, what's going to happen? Um, so those are the two groups that I think you can pretty much place everybody in. And, you know, how do these two groups suffer? They equally will suffer uh, and have signs of depressions and, and from lack of sleep and eat and such as that. Um, and, and here's something I have learned, and I, I'm kind of almost a senior citizen. I'm getting there, <laughs> is that if I'm not whole, I can't give all of me to somebody else. That's 100%. It truly is. My, my wife and I talk about that all the time, you know, like and being a parent. You know, you can't, you can't be a good parent or a good support system if you don't take care of yourself. Right, right. Yeah, so here, here's how I think most of them will suffer, and I think anxiety is the biggest one. And if you if you hang around in anxiety too long, depression is the next symptom that shows up. So, and CBD is such an easy product to to get these days that it is definitely worth looking into. Yeah. All right. So, so what people will do is with a CBD product. Uh, for anxiety is they can take something that's delivered under the tongue, gets absorbed in those glands, uh, or they can also use a vape device and and bring this uh, CBD product and let it absorb through the glands and the lungs. So let me add one more thing. This is something um, I just recently learned talking to uh, a scientist who had been uh, studying some CBD, but yeah. there's another delivery mechanism, and it's your belly button. Right. Um, you can you can put um, the drops in your in your belly button. Your belly button is uh, glandular and it absorbs just as well, if not better than under the tongue. Um, and some ty- in some cases, like when you when you deliver under the tongue, you know, like the directions will say, leave it there for 30 seconds or whatever. And then obviously you're you have saliva in your mouth. So ultimately it swallows. Yep. In this case, with the belly button, you can put a few drops in the belly button and it just stays right there. And uh, yes, and I have heard that run, and that's kind of cool that you found that too. <laughs> now, I can tell you this. If I came into your office and you were laying on your desk letting this CBD oil absorb into your belly button, you and I will have a lot of laughs for the next week. <laughs> I'm going to make sure next week when you come in, I'm doing just that. <laughs> uh, so the, the sufferers of this, listen, up. it's my suggestion to take, uh, take care of yourself yeah. uh, from, that, from that premise of, if you're whole, you can you can be better uh, support system to your loved ones. Uh, the other one is good night sleep. 
I know we talked about this in first segment. Uh, it is a lifeblood to good health. Str- right, strong individual uh, capabilities is a good night's sleep. Uh, and CBD has demonstrated that without question that it's exceptionally good at giving you a good night's sleep. Uh, so these are two common areas that loved ones suffer. Now, and, and again, let's let's say that you have a loved one that has cancer and you're part of their support system and you are suffering. Guess who else knows that? The they cancer do. patient knows this too. Yeah. All right, so we're helping them out and... So this is this is again something that should get attention. Now they are remember I know they're not going to bring it up, uh, they're not going to shine light on themselves. So sometimes other families have to make these suggestions. Uh, it's been uh, it was my experience that when my mother got cancer, uh, I watched uh, what my father went through, and he did the same thing. He lost the weight. He stopped sleeping. And his health deteriorated, uh, but once he got on the the uh, the uh, CBD products, all that started to return, and then he became stronger. And to this day, he still uses it, you know, because he he's also very aware that a good night's sleep yeah. affects more than just him being a strong supporter to his loved ones. Uh, so that's my experience when it comes to the loved ones. You know, what I want to say here's another one. Uh, is when you're a parent and you've got to deal with your children of a loved one who has cancer again. Uh, uh, I know these are, these are very tough things to think about. Um, Ryan, when it, uh, you, you told me you've had some experiences here, um, I'd be happy to, to hear or have you share yeah. uh, what they are. Yeah, my, uh, my father died of cancer when I was 15 years old. Um, he was... <clears throat> They, they, they diagnosed him with cancer, and when they diagnosed him, they diagnosed him at a stage four terminal level upon diagnosis and said, you know, you, you're going to live for, we don't know, a few months, you know, and uh, it, was a, it was a scary thing. And I, I, I watched my dad go through chemo and go through, you know, radiation and all of those things and his hair fall out. And my dad was six foot five inches tall and was a very strong, large guy. And I just watched him you know, shrink, turn skinny, get angry at everything, uh, on all kinds of pain medication and all that. And it, it really affected my mom. Uh, you know, my mom was taking him to the doctor's appointments. My mom was still working full time, you know, trying to take care of that. I'm like a 13 year old butthead at that time too. You know, I'm just kind of coming into being a teenager and, uh, my dad ended up ultimately living for two years after his diagnosis and he passed away when I was 15. And, um, it, it still to this day is probably the hardest thing that I as a human being have probably ever gone through. And, uh, yeah, it, it affects the loved ones just as much as it affects the person. I mean, no, no, no doubt in my mind and me only even being only, you know, 13, 14 and 15 going through that, I could recognize what was happening with my mom and my dad. Um, and, and it was, it was definitely a tough thing. And, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't CBD for my mom to help her sleep. There wasn't any of that. And, uh, my mom, my mom didn't drink or anything like that. So it was like, you know, there wasn't really an escape for her at the time and testament to how strong she is. But, um, I wish there had been some kind of an outlet like this then, you know, but, but there wasn't. Yeah. And I, I really thank you for sharing that. Um, and let me ask a question for you, Ryan, ba- uh, back when you were 13 and 14 and using the wisdom that you have today, can you share what were the top big 
consequences to you of being exposed to this? Ooh. As a teenager, and again, you gotta look back with today's so, wisdom. I'll, I'll tell you a really quick story. I got off the bus one day from, from, from school and my bus dropped off at like three o'clock and then generally I'm home by 3.15 each day. I walked through the door at 3.18 or 3.20 or something like that. Just a couple of minutes late. I had spent a few minutes at the bus stop talking with my friends before I walked home. And I walked through the door and my dad looked at me and he said, where have you been? Why are you late? And I said, dad, that's like three minutes. And it was at that time I realized that my dad had completely lost track of time himself, you know, because of all the pain medication that he was on. And that right there was the hardest moment for me because like, that's when my dad wasn't my dad anymore. He was like almost a completely different person. And that for me was probably the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're making me connect to my experiences <laughs> too. Uh, again, thanks for that share. Um, so, you know, when I come back to this, this subject again, um, it's the loved ones that need some, some help, too. And I know that CBD has been validated to help support sleep and anxiety. Uh, and, and I just want to reach out to our audience and say, give, give, those, give that group some attention because I think they're deserving of it. Um, yeah, give them some love. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my mother, I, you, I, I heard when your father passed away. My mother passed away. I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, uh, and it's hard. It's hard for me to even think about it without getting emotional, even yeah. to this day. And and why do I get so emotional? Same reason you did, Brian. You watch what went on during the the uh, the cancer therapy, and mm. it's just really hard to. Uh, it, it's just hard to watch, participate in. It, yeah, it's tough. It really is tough. Um, I know at the end of my mother's life, she got dementia. And I'm going to tell you, readers, I'm finding a lot of research on CBD, full spectrum, all the cannabinoids having a great impact on our loved ones who have dementia. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll bring that one up because that's, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that's definitely a big one. And uh, I can't. I, you're you're 100 correct. I, I'm 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 almost 40 years old, and this happened to me when I was you know 13, 14, and 15 years old. And every time I talk about it, it, it drums up some emotions that, you know, um, I I don't. Those are the you know those are the types of emotions like I felt when my daughter was born. You know, I felt that was when my father was going through this and passing away. They're like you know those types of emotions that are deeply rooted and as far deep down as they go oh, I, I, oh my goodness yes right well listen i think uh what i want to add what i want to offer to the audience is again consider myself as a resource uh to get through some of the information that's out there about how cbd can affect us in today's world um i want to say thank you to my guest ryan he was really big uh help to this conversation uh we expect that uh, uh, we will have many, many more conversations about this uh, over this year. And I want to suggest that our next episode is going to focus in on how to make CBD buying decisions. Because, wow, I think most of my, <laughs> my audience, most of my readers will agree that that's really tough right now. So expect that next week that will be a hot topic. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Remember, if you have questions, please send them to me at info at 
Uh, you can also uh, go to our website, canafel.com. I want to let our audience know that we have a location in Phoenix uh, that's staffed by uh, CBD authorities. For anybody who wants to give them a call, uh, they can. Our phone number is 480-599-1003. Anyway, so uh, this is Ed Cheney with the CBD Ed Show here with Ryan Treasure on the Voice America Variety Channel. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Wonderful. And, yep, and talking about the buying decisions for CBD. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.